0: Cast starts now hey good people happy wednesday this is jay-z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle happy 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 new year like what's up what's good what's popping I shaking good people hey happy new year i wish i had like the the speakers and the I don't know the like noisemakers and stuff that would probably be a little bit annoying in your ear, but it would make it a little more real that like I'm really excited, even though my voice is a little scratchy. But if you've been with me for a little while, you know we we do this. This is how we get down from time to time. My voice goes in and out because you know that's what happens when I get busy and tired. Um, but on the oh the contrary, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm happy to have you, and I'm glad that you could find time to make it here. Whether I've had a conversation with you personally or you've been directed this way, I thank you for uptaking, uh, is that even a word? (laughs) I thank you for partaking in the invitation Um, and welcome. There's always space for you here. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, Midweek Muscle was created to help bring that boost in the middle of the week to help us get over uh, whatever head and heart issues end up getting in the way or whatever obstacles stand in the way, uh, of us getting to the things that we desire to get to the most. So just a little peaceful and positive perspective, uh, just to help you with your week, you know, and in, in your days and your months and your years. So hence that little muscle in the middle of the week to give you a boost. And so happy to have you now, how did y'all ring in the new year? Like. Did you go out? Did you have fun? I was beat. Do you hear me? Completely wiped out. Yep, you heard it. Like when the phone starts chiming, or like, hey, listen, those are your reminders. That's when you know. Old. You're getting old. <laughs> Child, when I tell you um okay so it was what Friday Friday I think yeah So when I tell you like I had a workout earlier in the day I ran a, a full on hustle I ran some errands and then when I made it in I sat on the couch to uh watch the UC versus Arkansas game and the Michigan versus Arizona game or Georgia sorry and by the time I looked up from watching both of those games, it was like 8, thirty, nine o'clock, something like that, and I was already ready to hit the sack. I'm like, I, I, I don't even see the Ryan Seacrest special, and honestly, I don't know if I'm even going to have a chance. Uh, that's how tired I was. Um, so, n- no, I didn't end up going to bed right away. I managed to stay up until like 11.45. And then I went to bed. (laughs) I went to bed. I was completely comatose. Um, That's how tired I was. I just couldn't, I couldn't manage the extra 15 minutes. So that's okay. I was happy to get to sleep. So listen, whether you went to bed like a superstar on New Year's Eve like me, or you stayed up like a champ, I hope you are feeling that New Year energy, Right? However, the only not so fresh energy the new year has brought on us over the last week, which I'm very devastated about is one Betty White and insecure. Okay. Talk about the pathways to my heart. Right. So Betty White, just complete icon, um, you know, and insecure. Like when you talk about hashtag for the, for the culture, like that's what I think of. Right. So, uh, They both were laid to rest last week. So Betty White at the age of ninety-nine, y'all. Ninety-nine. I just want to make a note here that she only slowed down like from working on sets and special appearances and things of that nature. Like areas where you have to read teleprompters or memorize, right? Show business. Limelight. She she slowed down from working on sets and special like special editions or special episodes in 2018. That's when she slowed down. Which would have, if you're doing the math, which would have left her around 95 or 96. Y'all, some of us are not even a quarter of her age and still talking about some, I'm old and if I haven't done it yet, it will never happen to me. Honey, Betty White and Grandma Moses aren't proof enough that your life can begin at the stroke of midnight, right at your 50th birthday and beyond, right? Then I don't know what will be proof enough. Like just because we've reached a certain age or a certain threshold doesn't and, and we haven't accomplished what we thought we would. It doesn't mean that it's never gonna happen for you. It doesn't, it also doesn't mean that things are doomed. After a certain age, because, uh, very much like our dear Betty White, she was still thriving at 96, memorizing lines and reading screens. Right? That's wild. And then, of course, my dear Insecure, um, I think the producer, Issa Rae, has done so much. Uh, I think for me as an individual, um, Because it's not in many, many, many TV series. I mean, some are coming around and I really like what uh, shows like This Is Us and, you know, other up and coming shows are doing for inclusivity. But I can't name you a ton of shows uh, that demonstrate black women and friendships and relationships and the coming of age. like equal class, equal turn up in the same regard. Like I just really, really appreciate Issa Rae and all that she's done. I mean, I've been following this woman for like since her YouTube series when she launched the Misadventures of the Aqua Black Girl. And oh my gosh, could I align with that? Like (laughs) I would be in tears watching that show only because like how much I could align with some of the things that she went through. So I was so very sad to watch Insecure with the rest of us and look at the season finale, the way that I looked at that season. Like, I think I called all of my home girls and just told them I love them because that is, it left me with all the feels. So, you know, I'm so sad that Insecure is gone. It's kind of like a spinoff to, to her like YouTube series. It's like it's all over. For now. But it's it's been a great run. And I'm happy that Issa took a step of faith. And followed her passion. And gave people like me. Something to admire, laugh, and even turn up with. Right? So both Betty White and Insecure. They're very legendary to me. And uh, they have left their mark in pop culture. And for the culture. Period. Okay? Enough said. So... I want to go back to what I was saying before with new year, new energy, like sort of like that, you kind of glean off of some energy with the first of the year, like things are fresh, like that fresh coating of fresh snow, like the first snowfall. It's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's not dirty. It's not gritty looking. It's just peaceful. That's the only thing I like about the snow is the first snowfall, right? But can you agree that the new year brings on like this sort of fresh blanket of snow, like that start over feel like that, 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 that like special kind of vibe. Again, here at the Midweek Muscle, we're here for all of it. So thinking about that fresh energy or that fresh blanket of snow over the holiday break, I kind of heard something about this, um this area in the brain. It is called uh, ACG. And it's a very active part of the brain depending on what you do or what you don't do, right? And so to pick up the new year for our first episode of the new year, I thought we'd start off by talking about it because I feel like having this new year energy is, is it feels good, right? Uh, especially when you're coming off of something like a dismal year or a hectic year, or a crazy year, sometimes you're just ready to hit the reset button. And it's not like your life automatically resets with a new year, but you still kind of get that feeling, right? Because maybe the clock or the calendar, <laughs> you get to rip a page off, I don't know. Um, but it's really exciting uh, to think about stepping into something fresh, like uh, new clothes, or new shoes, Right? It's also a different type of energy that you keep when you step into something new, similar to those new clothes or new shoes. Like for instance, if I'm talking about a new pair of shoes, sometimes you, you like go out of your way a little bit more to keep them like new, right? Oh, you you don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. Tell me exactly what you do. Like, go ahead, think about it. Tell me exactly what you do or what you did the last time you brought a pair of light colored or white shoes. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> like you were carrying around like the dust cloth so you could wipe off if a little smudge got on it. Maybe you were throwing them in the washer. Maybe you were just really annoyed if somebody like, if you bumped into something at the store or if somebody like accidentally stepped on it or like if your pup just magically got mud on it. I don't know. It's like you go out of your way to keep new shoes like new. Um, so you catch my drift. You know where I'm going, right? This is the energy that I'm referring to. So to that point, you kind of protect that new thing or that fresh thing. For a little while, right? You want to keep it as fresh looking as possible. I know I do. I do that a lot. Like if I get something brand new, I try to try to wear it as much as I can, but I try to keep it like new for as long as I can. And so while we're in the space of having this like special kind of energy, uh, stepping into this new year, why don't we think about all the ways that we can prime ourselves, if you will, to protect that energy for a little bit longer than the first 11 days of the new year. Or for, you know, that's what science has studied. um, Or for like the first month even, right? So I figured we should dive in here. So our big idea for the day or for this week is increasing your emotional flexibility. So with all new things, right, you will experience... Like that first tarnish or that first stain against that new feeling, right? So whether it be like a literal smudge, like I was talking about earlier, like something literally got on the shoe or the clothes and you have no idea where it came from. Or the metaphorical smudge, as in like bad news or conflict or drama or something bad just happened or you had a bad experience with something, right? So before that hits, how can we increase that emotional flexibility? Because one thing that we know for sure, when it comes down to life, we know that things will hit. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. So emotional flexibility in this regard is is something needed to support you when those upsets start to happen. And that's why we're talking about it today as a means to sort of support you when the first tarnish against you and your new year occur, right? So here's the thing, right? It's called ACG. I told you that. Um, Now, this area of the brain, more specifically, is called the, and it gets real sciencey here, so track with me, anterior cingulate gyrus. Say that three times, anterior cingulate gyrus, also known as ACG. This area of the brain tends to be overactive in people who have had difficulty with cognitive flexibility. Well, what's cognitive flexibility? Basically, your ability to shift gears or shift thinking or um, your ability to adjust when changes happen. Right. So cognitive flexibility also comes in handy when you're getting ready to take on a big task or when you're getting ready to do something scary, like speak in front of a whole bunch of people that don't know you (laughs) or sing something like Journey in the middle of. It's not at a karaoke bar, but you're just singing and there's no music and you're just doing it on your own. Well, that's cognitive flexibility will allow you to step into that and be like, yeah, I got this. Or no, I want to run away, right? So anyways, I digress. Um, It's helpful to have cognitive flexibility as difficult situations arise or if your attention needs to shift quickly in the various roles that you may have in your day-to-day life. So the ACG is located in the front part of the brain and it truly is directly related and involved with shifting attention, right? So why is this important? It becomes especially important for those or people who can tend to get stuck on certain thoughts and or behavior patterns, right? They may also, these people, uh, may also tend to be stubborn, okay, me, argumentative, or oppositional, worry a lot, get upset when things don't go their way, be uncooperative by automatically saying no to things, even if they don't, even if they not really processed what was being asked of them, or have conditions such as, and and there's no fault here, but having conditions like addictions, obsessive compulsive tendencies, eating disorders, and even something like road rage. Well, there's a reason for this. Scientists have said that the ACG works best and it works well because it allows us to focus on something, let it go, and then shift focus on something else. That's when the ACG is working well. However, when it is overactive, maybe I'm stressed, maybe I've received some bad news, maybe I'm just easily irritated right now for one reason or another. When the ACG is overactive, there is a tendency for people to get and feel stuck. You may be saying something, Jay Z. What else? Keep going. Okay, I thought you'd never ask. So there are some things that we can do to ensure that we're we're like sort of jolting our system to make sure that our ACG is is functioning as well as it can given our current medical conditions or what have you. Um, so there's a couple of things that we can do to make sure that our ACG is working well or to shift its performance. And that is like things like changing your diet, exercise, and three, working on something such as thought stopping and or reframing. These things can help improve cognitive flexibility, right? So let's break them down really quick in the little time that we have, right? And they're really quick. And I found these interesting because at any given moment, anybody can cut you off, but do you follow them in a bout of rage and blow your horn at them and start cursing and it throws your entire day off? Or is it a moment in time? Like it happens. Yes, that was a little bit annoying, but can I keep it moving? Um, And any little thing can trigger someone, but it's what we do with it once, once that trigger occurs, right? If it's a trigger at all, right? So I thought this was helpful because it was very insightful because at any given moment, my ACG can be overactive if I allow whatever those negative thoughts or those negative feelings to control my thinking and my patterns and my behaviors. So Let's break it down. It said that changing your diet is one of the ways in which it can help improve the performance of your ACG. By eating foods with a higher ratio of complex carbohydrates to proteins, that can be helpful in competing with an overactive ACG. Serotonin is a a neurotransmitter um, and it is responsible for Things like sense of calm, tranquility, my ability to uh, make rational decisions or decision making. Serotonin is, you know, given there's no issues with serotonin in your bodies, you know, working at its finest, it, it does pretty well with us in our decision making. However, for people who tend to be rigid in their thinking or rigid in their behaviors, it comes to find out through research that there may be a deficit or lower serotonin levels. Serotonin levels can also be raised by eating foods that are rich in tryptophan. Yes, the good old chemical or hormone that you find when you eat turkey and you get all sleepy. (laughs) Uh, Tryptophan is a building block of serotonin, which includes foods like yours truly turkey or chicken, or salmon, or beef, or nut butter, eggs, and green peas. So if you're vegan, then green peas is the way to go. If you're just vegetarian, then nut butter, eggs, and green peas are the way to go. And if you're like, you a flexitarian and you do it all, those are all foods that are rich in tryptophan, which can help raise serotonin levels, which can help you compete with an overactive ACG. Okay, the second thing was exercise, I said. Exercise increases your energy levels, reduces worries, and can distract you from the repetitive thinking patterns that get stuck in your head. Also, one of the largest contributors to an overactive ACG is that negative rumination that can uh, occur in your mind when something bad or that smudge comes across and you are unexpecting it. And then the last one is practice thought stopping, good people. So... Researchers have said that an important part of gaining control over your negative ruminating thoughts or repetitive thoughts is to become mindful of them when they occur and then practice the simple technique of what they call thought stopping. Seems kind of weird, but thought stopping. Okay. So what did they say? How do you do that? Researchers have said by writing down your thoughts, you can help them to get get those thoughts out of your head and allows it by writing it down. It can allow you to view those uh, negative thoughts more rationally. And when you write them down, you would, you either want to write the thought down that's in your head. The thing that you want to do after that is write down what can help you offset that thought. And then the last one is, Write down the things that you have no control over with regard to that same thought. So by writing down the thought that's stuck in your head, what you can do about it, and then the things that are out of your control as it relates to that can definitely be helpful in getting those negative ruminating thoughts out of your head. However, they have another step. Just in case you're one of those people that tends to say no automatically to everything. Experts have said by thinking about what is asked uh, before just saying no uh, can definitely help for your relationships and um, can probably likely boost them. They said to help with this automatic like reflex to say no before you even know what's being asked of you, before responding, take a deep breath, hold it in for three seconds, and then take five seconds to exhale while actually considering what the best way to respond could be. They say by doing this, it can decrease a chance for problems in relationships. And it can, it can create spaces to uh, be open to ideas, um, even if you would have ordinarily denied them right? You can be open and maybe arrive to a different solution. By not practicing this, it can create relationship issues problematic because your partner or the person that you're working with, your teammate or coworker may find that your answers are limited and unnecessary uh, when it comes to dismissing thoughts or ideas before you even know what they're about. So ladies and gents, boys and girls, people of the crowd, As we take on this new year, we get jump-started into a new year, you know, cognitive flexibility or emotional um, sort of flexibility, increasing our emotional flexibility is something that can help prepare us for the impact that the year is getting ready to bring us, good, bad, or indifferent, right? And I think we can all use a little dose of that, seeing as though that we've been brought through so much over the last two years. And as we had in a tumultuous third. Um, and so again, I thank you guys for joining me this week. I hope if you made it all the way to the end of this episode, I thank you for listening in. It was a little sciencey this time around, but definitely something that can help us kickstart the new year. I um, hope you had an opportunity to enjoy. And if you feel this message was for you, please go back, check out a few other episodes if you feel like this wasn't for you, that's okay. We all know of a person or two in our circles that could use a good word or two. So I encourage you just like it was shared with you, please share it with them. Um, and I hope that, um, as we kickstart this new year together, we can find and make space for cognitive flexibility. Even if we already felt that we were strong in that area or, you know, felt like there was not a need to increase at all. Um, I hope that you guys can find time to make it a great week. If you find yourself doing things to increase your serotonin for a more well-functioning anterior cingulate gyrus, I hope it is something that can help you feel unstuck as you are moving forward in a new year. Thank you guys so much for joining. I hope we have a great week. I hope we have many, many things to feel fresh and energized about as we head into the new Second week of January, and uh, I thank you all for finding the time to be here and spread a little of my way until this time next week, where I will meet you, same place, same time, same everything. I thank you if you haven't heard it yet. I love you, and as always, you have space here for us to keep it pushing. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and as always, let's go.